0: Yeah, a little wow. Hey Teddy. Time for us to say Hey Teddy is in Ted Keefit of Rails TV Puck Drop at 2 o'clock in Proctor. Proctor versus Rochester Lourdes. The 1 0 Proctor Rails, 1 0 in a big way. Nine goals last night. Here to talk some Rails TV and some Rails hockey is Ted Keefit. Hey Teddy, good morning.
1: Morning, boys. How are we doing? Doing well. How are you? I can't complain. Hockey two days in a row, get this uh, first two games under the belt and then hit a road for a six-game stretch and see what they can do.
0: I was going to say, we joke about back-to-backs not being a big deal for high school kids, and it's probably not. But what about for your crew? Because Rails TV means big-time production times, too.
1: Yeah, actually, it's nice having back-to-back with the production, you know, last night and then today because we really get to leave everything set up and and just laid out. And all the kids got to do is instead of having a two-hour call time, they get an hour call time. So they get to sleep a little later as high school kids would like to do. Uh, and uh, just come in and turn things on and get ready to go.
2: You know, Brian, for people that are just jumping on the show for the first time or have only listened for a little bit, we talk about Rails TV every so often during football season. right? Well, we talk a lot of, about it a lot in the in the hockey season. The thing is, is that Ted and his group take tenth graders and eleventh graders who kind of think they'd like to do stuff like this, and he gives them real world experience, and there is nothing more valuable to a kid than real world experience in a controlled environment. And Ted does that as
1: good as anybody.
0: No question about it. And he even has them working with us. If they can survive that, they can survive anything. Right,
1: Ted? 100%. We just got to make sure we can keep your audio levels right this time.
0: Yeah, no echoes this time. Everybody loves my calls supposedly, but we don't need to hear them twice. That's for sure. But speaking of hearing things more than maybe twice was we heard the goal horn and the goal calls nine times last night. We thought Proctor was going to be very blessed defensively in between the pipes sounds like there's offense there as well
1: yeah you got a uh, a real good crew of sophomores that are coming up that are, that are uh, helping out coach laspie and uh being able to really turn the puck up the ice it, it was a different game last night though with uh um, with the team that came a calling uh in uh, wadena Deer Creek uh, they just they're short bench so it was easy for those groups to get in there get their feet wet get that first high school game underneath them
0: that's always helpful. We always talk about people on the mic and with Rails TV, there's opportunities for kids to do that. But I want to talk about who was on the public address mic last night because <laughs> <'cause> I cheated <laughs> a little bit. I tuned into the live stream with Tim Roweeder on the call last night just to learn the Rails a little bit before taking over today. And I happened to be watching during one of Ethan Carter's goals, one of the nine last night. And I'm pretty sure I heard the goal call be told "Easy E. Carter. And that sure sounded like Dave Riles. Am I right?
1: You are a hundred percent right. Uh, yeah. Fleisha uh, had other duties who normally is our, uh, our voice of the rails uh, and he was out. And so Riles was here last night and again this afternoon doing his thing, helping out the program.
0: So talking about Riles, that family's got an imprint in Proctor athletics and AJ will be a big part of what this team does this season. But from what we're told, not yet.
1: Yeah. You know, he's dealing with that knee injury that he sustained this summer. Uh, and, uh, Last I heard uh, they were hoping for to miss the first five games of the season. I don't know if that's really what the, what the paperwork says or not, but uh, that's the last thing I was told. Uh, so you know hopefully we'll get through these first five, uh, you know the two here at home, three on the road with Greenway and Hibbing and others, and uh, hopefully be uh, none the worse for wear and be able to get a bounce back, get in between the pipes.
2: You know who else is hoping for that, Brian?
1: John
0: Carlson,
2: Lindenwood University, oh, that too. because they got crushed. <laughs> yes, last I think we're night. both right. They could use a goaltender, and they just signed a goaltender this
1: past week. I was going to say, how does that feel yeah. to have a
0: rail go in Division One? That's big for this program.
1: Yeah, it's big. You know, being able to have. Uh uh, A.J. represent uh, us, especially this early uh, in the year at the beginning instead of later and, and letting everybody know and, and uh, you know, puts a, a good light on what we have going on here and, uh, in Lasby's fourth year and just uh, going to be a fun team to watch because it's not just going to be between the pipes that we're going to be strong. You know, we've got some great uh, defensive leadership with Anela and uh, Johnson, Oakstead and N.M. And, and Pavlovich. Uh, and then, you know, we got a couple uh, younger goalies that will have to step up and do their part. But these sophomores are going to be fun to watch. Watching uh, uh, Tanner Ross and Ross last night and just knowing, you know, the brothers and how much they've played I together. Say, I forgot they got and them both now. Yeah, and this sophomore crew, you know, it's you can just tell how much time they've spent on the ice. Every the passes or some of these no looks and things like that. Just knowing that they're that somebody was going to be there, be in the right place, right time. It was, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch uh, Rails hockey this year.
2: I had a chance to talk to Brecken the other day, and uh, that young man, he is hockey guy. The um, the uh, idea where he is focused uh, on the sport was kind of fun to visit with him.
1: Yeah, he's got one heck of a for for his age. He's got one heck of a hockey IQ. You know, used to play defense. Uh really needed uh somebody to step up to that wing position this year and talking with coach Lasby last night for tonight's game and or last night's game and you know, he's just he said it's it's cool cuz you can really play, play him anywhere just because of that hockey IQ that he brings to the ice and that ability to be that, you know, almost like that that young leader out on the yeah, ice and yep. to help those younger kids along.
0: So, Ted, you talked about upcoming trips to Hibbing and Greenway, and those are big section games. Talk about Section 7A this year because let's call it what it is. It's been the Hermantown Invitational for the past however many years. That could be different this year. A lot of good teams.
1: Yeah, you know, across the board in the section, that you know, a lot of good stuff. I mean, uh, you know, Hermantown always going to be a powerhouse. Actually, it was just was talking – uh, with Fo- Lasby this morning about uh, the new academy, if you will, on the other end of town, and you know what that's going to look like in the next couple years and you know the the cool part is is that the the kids that are here that are seeing this program grow and seeing their programs grow in the other uh, teams in the section, uh, they're starting to stay home a little bit more than instead of going off and going to the marshals and the other places and you're so you're seeing that that strength and that, that continuity staying. Uh, and it it really shows on the ice uh, uh, coming into these couple of years, especially after COVID, that strength uh, as everybody uh, is really into those systems and being able to uh, follow it from that youth program on up.
0: No doubt about that. So, Ted, let's talk a little bit more about Rails TV because that is, for lack of a better phrase, your baby. And we always talk about the game day experiences because Dave and I get to be part of them. How do kids get involved in this? Because it's not just showing up to games. There's classroom work involved. Being part of Rails TV, yeah. it kind of never stops. You're a big part of it from beginning to end.
1: Yeah, you know, it uh, started. Uh, we're in our eighth year, six years, uh, or uh, six years as an actual class, two years as a club, uh, and yeah, it, it's a uh, two semester class where you know not only do they have to do uh, X amount of broadcasts for grades, but they they make films and movies and commercials, and and they're really getting to see. Uh, All the aspects from camera, audio, editing, uh, you know, going out and and actually scouting a location site to film at, things like that, and they're they're really getting that real-world experience, especially in a market where we have all the major market networks, plus we are an absolute film hub in the, in the Midwest for, uh, doing films here and on the iron range. And so they're getting to take those skills that they're being able to do in the classroom and actually be able to go use them in our area, working for different companies and and getting to see, Hey, Hey, is this something I really want to do?
2: And now the strikes are over. And so there's going to be more and more, uh, film opportunities in Northeastern Minnesota. So the, the kids are going to be, you know, even more in demand, but here's the thing, Brian, we talk sports, right? Because that's, that's our thing. The kids from Rails TV. It's not just sports. No, they're covering school board city meetings. Council. Yeah. They're covering school boards. They're doing, uh, so they're not just so focused. So, if, I mean, kids who are interested in the field, they're getting an opportunity to do this yeah. in so many different situations.
0: That is extremely vital. Ted, I hope it's okay to have a little bit of an off script kind of on air production meeting. But speaking of school board, I believe you got some approval to potentially do some traveling with this Rails TV group. Obviously, there's there's fundraising, perhaps that needs to be done about it. Are you at liberty to talk about what's potentially lying ahead for this group?
1: Yeah, hundred uh, percent. We started. Uh, thank you for bringing that up, Ryan. Absolutely. Um, we start. We started uh, with a group called STN, the Student Television Network, about a year ago. Um, and they hold a what they call a working convention every year where this year it's out in Long Beach, California, and the kids get to go out and work with industry professionals and they get to it's five days of convention with breakouts and stuff like you'd normally have, but the bigger side of it is it's that working piece and they there's actually contests every day where they get a depending on whether it's news, film, commercial, whatever they choose to do, um, they change it over, and they get, a, they get a prompt dropped on them every day, and they actually have like six hours to put together their final product and submit it to the judges. Um, and we're taking our first group out there this year. We got permission to do so, and we're doing a lot of fundraising. Uh, right now, we just uh, put out a, a, a Procter's uh, clothing store. We're doing a thing called Snap Raise. Uh, the kind of the old fashioned email uh, type deal where if you want to donate, donate. Nice. Uh, we're going to have a pancake, br- pancake breakfast coming up. We got all kinds of things in the hoppers because, you know, there are some kids who can afford to go. It's going to be about nineteen hundred dollars a kid. Um, and there's kids who can afford it, and then there's kids who can't. and We never want to, especially you know, with this CTE and this real world piece, we never want to tell a the kid they can't because maybe we got the next Coppola or or Spielberg on our hands, and we got to make sure that they have those avenues to explore that.
0: I'm glad you made that analogy because I was going to put you on the spot because we know in athletics, we just talked about AJ Ryles will soon be a Division One goaltender, and that'll be a pride point for Proctor for a while, and we love to talk about. Well, this kid grew up here and made it here in the world of sports. What about in Rails TV? Maybe you're a little bit young right now to be able to really answer that. Young as a group, I mean. But do you have somebody that you know came through Rails TV that is now doing X that you're like, hey, we help mold that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd have to go back to Sam Larson. Uh, he graduated a few years ago. He's at the University of St. Thomas down in the cities, and, uh, and he was one of our first kids as when we were a club that really kind of helped us launch what Rails TV is today. And, uh, he is down there. There's a, a private school down in St. Paul that he's doing all their, uh, play-by-play play and, and stuff for hockey down there. Uh, he started that, I want to say, last year. Um, and so it's cool to see those kids and, and current kids right now, You know, students like a, a Ray Pazak and uh, a um, uh, Spencer Mida. He's going to be one to really watch. He's a young kid, sophomore, but he is into it, and uh, he, he really knows what he's got going on, and he's going to be fun to watch as well in the future to see where these tools take a career for him
0: absolutely that is excellent speaking of these tools and being able to get them obtain them through rails tv is the plus that i just never seem to get past because dave and i talk about this all the time you know where was this when we were growing up wanting to get behind a mic someday ted you've done more than enough of your share do you ever think about that you know where was this in high school we all did it in college to be able to do it now but where was this at that age
1: yeah 100% i mean i when we start talking about editing and stuff in class, I show them my old film editor, or cutter, that I still have, and we were taping and uh, film together, and uh, when they start complaining about how hard it is to do the editing on the computer, and um, but I sit back and, you know, we had that kind of stuff in high school. But, yeah, that on-the-mic stuff, that ability to get outside of yourself and be and find that comfort zone for what we get to do now, you know, you, Dave, myself, and others, uh, it, you know, I would love to see that continue to get bigger in the area. And, and if not all schools go towards it, because I can't believe there's not more schools in the Duluth surrounding area that have students that want to get on a mic and want to be the next Dave Cook, you know, let's find <laughs> ah. a way to – do, do a magnet program or something like that where they can come over here kind of like ESCO used to do with us for our welding and things like that. And so that they can be part of that. I, I would love to see that, that magnet program feel like Minneapolis has where if a kid wants to go somewhere, they can go do that because that's what they want to do for a career instead of being limited to what's in their building.
0: I agree with you because wanting to be the next Dave Cook is a wonderful goal, but if you start them in high school, <laughs> they might be the next Dave Cook that actually knows how to pronounce other names.
2: So i, I oh, did true, true. i did the the paper or the yeah the paper in in uh, high school Ted and the co editor I was co editor with another one and, and she used to say stuff like that if you could spell if you knew people's <laughs> names so maybe you would that's be so good where your is. mispronunciations
0: come from maybe you wrote them down wrong so that's really <laughs>
2: yeah, maybe it's a quote cool, Goodwill how to...
0: Hunting that's not your fault. Ted, give me 10 yeah, minutes. Maybe you
1: didn't know how to do phonetics.
2: R- well, no, actually, that's the problem, Ted. I learned in phonetics. I can't spell a dang thing. Give me 10 minutes before uh, the show. I got something for you. Before the before the broadcast.
1: Okay.
0: All right, so that would be definition of on-air production meeting. That was one of those interview questions I didn't see coming. But give Dave 10 minutes before puck drop today. Puck drop is at two Rochester Lords, traveling to Proctor. Proctor on a back-to-back. But coming off a big victory, 9 nothing over Wadena Deer Creek, and again, we'll have it for you on the fan. I guess since we're doing on-air production meetings, are we simulcasting with you folks today? Or are you doing your own?
3: No,
1: you'll be simulcasting. That's one of the great partnerships that uh, that we have with the Northland Fan, and uh, is that you guys, when whether football and other things, especially football and hockey, you come in and and you're able to do that. So, no, it's nice to have that. You'll so we'll be live at RailsTV.net if you want to listen and hear. Uh, sorry if I'm not supposed to put that plug out there, but. Um, you know, uh, it'll be fun. I was, we always love having you guys come to the building yeah, You definitely, uh, you don't take away from what row eater does for us, but you definitely add some uh, other pieces and it's always nice to have that change up.
0: Well, we love doing it because again, when it comes to Mecca's venues in the area to watch hockey, I know that the uh, St. Luke sports, I'm going to botch the name. And I never do that.
1: An event center.
0: An event center. I would have been fine. I would have guessed right. I didn't <laughs> want to guess, but the St. Luke sports and event center is, Is young. It's a baby in terms of the buildings in the area, but it might be the best venue for high school hockey.
1: Yeah, at five years of age, it's it's holding its own. And, uh, you know, both teams uh, that call the uh, St. Luke Sports events in home are doing upgrades all the time with, uh, you know, they're uh, showing off their alumni and their current programs and their records and this and that. So um, it, it's really cool to, you know, we had the Wilderness here playing for a month. Uh, they chose our rink to play in uh, when uh, Cloquet was getting their new deal, uh, the new plant put in. So, um, you know, just a, a great venue in my opinion. Uh, really, not a bad seat in the house with the you know double sided plus the track on right. both ends where you can stand and watch the attacking zones and uh, or get your steps it, it, it in and still watch a game. hockey game. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, no, yeah. Get those steps in. As, as I think it's seven and a half laps to a mile. Uh, get those steps in while you're watching the game.
0: Can you imagine how breathy my play-by-play would be if I tried that? I already, they're in a, I, all, I'm already. i done.
1: I already do that. I wander
2: around. We talk all the time. I probably put a mile in.
0: The problem is there's a cord on the yes, headset. There is. He goes big fat Greek wedding on and his head gets whipped back. Ted, my last question might be a pardon the ignorance question, but with the classwork with Rails TV, the different semester with the new year, are kids who aren't involved yet able to get involved? Or is it once you register, it's the full
3: year?
1: No, actually, we'll we'll take anybody who wants to be part of it. Actually, we have a a sixth grader. We've had uh, many sixth graders in the past. i got one of them are seniors now. And he's coming over to help uh, see what the broadcast is about today. And and anybody that wants to be part of it can come be part of it. We're always looking for people to run cameras, do audio, or be on a mic. We
0: love that. We're all aboard the love train that is Rails TV because we love Ted Keefit. Ted, thank you, sir. We'll see you this afternoon. Thank you, boys. Have a great afternoon. Absolutely. You as well. We'll be spending our afternoon in Proctor 2 o'clock puck drop, the Rails hosting Rochester Lords. When we come back, the playoff field, how it looks right now in the NFL, will it stay that way? We'll tell you what we think. Stick around. We'll be right back. We're glad you asked. I'm Brian Brian Prudhomme. He's Dave Cook. You are, are you? Yes, I'm something like that. I couldn't even say my own name. That's the kind of day it's been. I hope the hockey game goes a little better for me. I'll have the play-by-play. Dave Cook and John Carlson will help me out. Sounds like I might need a lot today, but... Proctor and Rochester Lourdes, 2 o'clock puck drop, but a little who are you? Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, we are the Northland Sports Page, which is nothing without our great sponsors.
2: Absolutely. Let's start with our newest, Mike Regan from Christensen Group Insurance, a role architecture studio, the OG Hoops Brewing. We had Dave on just a little bit ago. He's got a fantastic, fantastic, Brian, uh, gift card special that's going on.
0: If you get a $100 gift card, you get a $25 bonus card for each 100 that you purchase. If you go $50, $10 bonus card. So, again, I'm in love with Dave Cook's resourceful shopping idea. Yeah. You buy the gift card, you keep the bonus card right. for yourself.
2: Buy one, keep one.
0: Cousin Eddie would tell you it's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year.
2: Krauss Heating and Cooling, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer. OAR Holdings. Advantage Emblem Screen Printing. Sammy's Pizza. The Blackwoods Group. Their locations include Tavern on the Hill. Blackwater right here downtown. Two Harbors location. location. Proctor's location and London Road, and they have a gift card special as well, Brian. I was
0: going to say, do it Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. For every 50, their bonus card is 20, and don't forget with their gift cards, you can do it online, you can walk into any locations and do it in person. Maybe the best part of their gift cards is they have that plethora of locations. Each gift card is good at
2: all of them. Right, and Brian, if you order, you can get it delivered to your place for 6 bucks. That's To me, that might be the best deal in town is buy something from a Blackwoods place, get it delivered to you for...
0: You don't have to threaten me with months. that good time ever.
2: Avenue 45, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Pier B Resort, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, and Comfort Systems. And I got a little feedback going on from Comfort I was going to say,
0: you've been wondering aloud if Comfort yes. Systems was at your residence today while we're on the air here, and the answers are resounding yes.
2: Absolutely. So here was the question I sent today, and I said, Comfort Systems there yet? Here's the answer. He arrived and he listened to the show. He wondered if you were the same Dave Cook and then heard you were waiting for comfort systems. And so, yes, I am that guy. So I asked if he fixed it, and she said, he is trying many things, which, Brian, is exactly, exactly what you want somebody to come and do. If they don't know the answer, to have them try a few things and figure it out on a Saturday morning, uh, you have to join comfort systems for this kind of service.
0: Absolutely. Customer service 101, and I'll tell you this, I am very happy for you based on that story because you heard it. (laughs) it's very likely that your furnace will be fixed. But it's also likely that you now have a story to tell people because most of the stories that you share about this show are places you go and you like to tease me that somebody says, oh, yeah, you're the other guy. guy. Not for comfort systems. You're
2: the guy. I'm the guy today anyway. I might be the other guy tomorrow, but today I'm the guy. And I bet you know what? I'll bet you every customer that they work with – feels like the guy when
0: they're there. There you go. Because when the heat is on, Dave Cook is my Glenn Fry. He's the guy for comfort systems without question. Joe
2: Walsh who showed up every so often.
0: Yeah, something like that. But (laughs) you're here today. You know, after the two-week hiatus, you've now got two in a row. So you're back on track. I'm 500 for the last four. Speaking of 500, is that going to be good enough to make the NFL playoffs? Now, the easy answer is no, because there's 17 games. You can't go 500. Well, this is our last show before December, believe it or not. Next Saturday is December the 2nd. Every NFL team wants to be in meaningful games unless you're blowing everybody out in the standings in December. The playoff picture, I don't know what to make of it because in some ways it's weird. In other ways, I look at who would be in if the playoffs started today. They don't. But you go, that's probably set.
2: Yeah, no, I I think it's weird because you've got three or four teams, maybe less than that in the AFC, two or three teams who are locks, right? They're in. And then you have all the and it's the way the NFL works so well. You've got so the way the many NFL teams wants it to work within one game of 500. That you know each week there's another three wild card teams.
0: Well, and the other thing is, let's be honest, we've got two South divisions where somebody has to win it.
2: Yes, that the is AFC true. The AFC
0: South isn't great now. Houston's been better than expected. We all thought Jacksonville would win it blindfolded, but the South in both conferences they have to take one. Maybe the AFC gets two.
2: Uh, yeah, you know where they're really going to be good, Brian, is at the top of the draft. The the South is, you know, we've talked about things that we're excited about and disappointed about the Southern divisions the, of both sides. You have to be, you know, completely disappointed with if you are an NFL executive to start with. But
0: uh, it depends. A fan. Did you get C.J. Stroud or did you get Bryce Young? Because one fan base is lamenting the pick and one is worshiping already.
2: Or what about, you know, Trevor Lawrence? Uh, Dave's been stuck between C.J. Stroud and Trevor Lawrence all season long because they're both the same guy, which says
0: Trevor Lawrence has regressed a little bit. Right. So let's take a look at the playoffs as they stand right now. And these are order of seed. We'll start in the AFC. If the season was over today, newsflash it isn't, you'd have Miami, Baltimore, Kansas City, and Jacksonville. Those are your division winners. Your wildcard teams in the AFC would be Cleveland, Houston, and Pittsburgh in the file-how-did-that-happen department for each of those three for me. Then over in the NFC, it's Philadelphia, and then you've got Detroit because they Detroited it all over Thanksgiving, and they actually got passed via tiebreaker by San Francisco, to be honest. The Saints would be fourth because somebody's got to win that division. And then in the wildcard department, you've got the Cowboys, the Vikings, and the Seahawks. Now, both conferences have teams somewhat lurking, Green Bay now lurking in the NFC. In the AFC, you've got teams that I think we thought were locks that are suddenly lurking in the Bengals and the Bills. What happens in this playoff picture?
2: Well, I don't think anybody wants to play Dallas. How about that? We'll just start with that Um, because what we've seen from Dallas is that their offense is okay, but their defense is stupid good. And so I think that nobody wants to play Dallas. I think that's the first thing we can take out of this. Right. Right the The second thing we can, t- I think, the second thing we can really, really take out of this, is the fact that San Francisco might be the other team nobody wants to play when they're healthy. That team is really good, and and I'm going to say it, and I got burned last year with it. I'm going to say it again. I don't think Philadelphia is as good as their record is.
0: Well, it depends. If they injure the quarterback, that's an elite they're defense
2: done. Right. If they if their quarterback gets injured, they're they're done. Their defense is how that matter good. of
0: fact is that because. This year, we've had so many teams lose QB1. Some have survived, some have not. Philadelphia hasn't had to find out. You have to think that if they did, they would be absolutely cooked because how difficult shouldn't it be, but how difficult is short yardage situations? Now, whether you want to call it the tush push or the brotherly shove or the no pass ass, as I like to call it, where Philadelphia is picking up second and one, third and one, fourth and one without trying. Because Jalen Hurts is who he is, I don't know if it's systematic and that team can do it and other teams can't, but other teams have tried and failed. Now I want to know again, is it Philly or is it Jalen Hurts? Because QB two for Philadelphia would not be anywhere near the same.
2: Well, think about that as a <laughs> Does anybody roof? even
0: know who it is?
2: Uh no. Think about how that is though for the for the league. You know, starters in the league aren't terrible, but I mean who's got a good backup? Like, I mean, if Baltimore loses... The Vikings
0: knew they didn't because they had to go get one.
2: Right. If Baltimore loses Lamar, like, they're toast, right? They right. They've got... they. Have Although, a,
0: the minute you say that, they had Huntley in the Pro Bowl and Huntley in the playoffs last year.
2: They, they have a unique offense that they have to have a specific kind of quarterback, as does Philly, right? And frankly, as does Minnesota. They have to have a guy who can put the ball where it needs to be. And Josh Dobbs has been a good story with his legs, but... He hasn't yet been a guy who can put the ball where it needs to be, and so we're going to see yet with that team. But the Jets are a great example. They thought they had a backup quarterback. They do
0: not. Well, the problem is they wasted a number one pick on a backup quarterback.
2: Right, Who who is not. I mean, right. he's in trouble. His career is in trouble.
0: So anybody on the outside looking in that you think gets in, because the Buffalo Bills are probably the most enigmatic team in football this year because on paper, either this team is really good and underachieving, or or we made too much of it on paper to begin with.
2: I don't think in the AFC. I think that the Bills are in, so I don't see them as lurking. Um, but
0: statistically, right now they're not.
2: But they. I So think, who falls out? Does CJ Stroud fall good. off?
0: Because um, I don't expect Mike Tomlin's team on paper is terrible, yes. but I don't expect Mike Tomlin seem to fall off.
2: But I think I think that's a 500 football team. Like I don't think they're going to be below that because Tomlin doesn't have that in him. But I think that, I think that Buffalo... Oh, well, they've got
0: the Browning-led Bengals on their schedule twice. That's boy, a factor, too. How
2: about that? You want right. to talk about disappointments? There you go with you that You want one. to talk
0: about if Lamar gets hurt, how screwed Baltimore would be? Maybe not, because take a look at the AFC North quarterback situation. Deshaun Watson out. Joe Burrow out. You look at those teams. Kenny Pickett isn't out. He's just bad.
2: Well, Kenny Pickett was saddled with an offense that just isn't any good. Right. Oh, That was a question I'm going to have for Vincey later. But um, I think that Cleveland's defense is so good, right? The Jets defense is at that same level, but that's a difference between okay quarterback play and horrendous quarterback play. I I think I don't think Houston's going away. I don't think they're going I don't away. Either. In fact, Jacksonville might be the team that's in trouble even though they're 7 and 3. You know, they got they got Houston coming up yet. Their their schedule is simple, but so is Houston's.
0: Well, and I think what you wonder is you just talked about it with what Detroit had happened to them on Thanksgiving. Now, granted, San Francisco is amazing. So I'm not going to say San Francisco provided the blueprint to beating Jacksonville. San Francisco is just good. But what if there was something in there that other teams go, oh, defensively, you just need to do that, and they can't function?
2: Well, again, Trevor Lawrence has been okay. But he's not supposed to be okay. He's supposed to be an upper echelon. And another team that is shockingly bad is New England. Now, when you look at them now— and you see all the dysfunction on the offense. It's not surprising. But at the beginning of the year, you didn't ever. Nobody picked New England to go to. What are they? Two and eight right now. Right. Nobody. And
0: it's almost non-competitive. Correct. In fact, the only thing that frustrates me with the Patriots is I was in a loser pool, and you were too, and Topeka Davis was too. That Mount Royal Bottle Shop helped us get into. And you're supposed to pick instead of the winner each week. You're supposed to pick one team that you think is a lock to lose. Well, I picked New England when they were floundering. Guess who won one of their two games the week I chose them? Did you?
2: So I think the worst pass this entire year is the Mac Jones pass from about the eight into the end zone. Where underthrew
0: the defender who had to pick it off. That was the game in Europe. Exactly. And he
2: threw a four-yard pass on an eight-yard route. And it looked like that was the best he could do. And so Mac Jones, I remember two years ago when Vikings fans were lamenting the fact we didn't draft Mac Jones. Uh, that era
0: should be uh, over. We maybe missed a bullet there. Absolutely. But speaking of the NFC and the Vikings, yeah. does anybody on the outside looking in get in? Because I'll tell you this, I'm afraid that if they do, it could be at the expense of the Vikings. But at the same time, maybe the Vikings are in a decent spot. Now you've got to beat the Bears at home on Monday night. There's no excuse not to. I don't care how much better they are with, with Justin Fields available. But I didn't know about the Seahawks' upcoming schedule until Dave Sinekin ran through it because, of course, you know his whole life is determined by how Green Bay does. Goodness gracious. But Green Bay or the Rams could sneak in because Seattle, yes, looks primed to lose their next three games.
2: I I think, again, we said we were going to start a new fad, and it's called the Geno Smith line. It's when the player jumps out of their skin one year and becomes the quarterback they were before, and everybody thinks that they've failed when, no, they had one really good year. It's not that they're bad. They are the guy they were before that really good year. So the fact Geno is playing Geno ball isn't terribly surprising. Um, I, I look at the at the standings and the only I, I honestly don't see any team that's gonna jump up. I would love to say the Redskins, but I watched them on Thursday. Oh, well, you
0: shouldn't say that. You should say the Commanders.
2: Oh, yes, the Commanders. See, they have the Commanders' uniforms. I really like the Commanders' uniforms, okay. right? But the Washington football team um is talented enough that if we're I mean we're looking at a pretty weak conference, right? But the Cowboys embarrassed them on national. But you went day. right
0: by Baker and the boys. No hope for them.
2: I don't. I don't like their makeup. I like Baker. You know that. But I don't like. I don't like Tampa Bay's makeup. They are in the easiest conference right. in the NFL.
0: I was going to say. You know who has the easiest path? That's on the outside looking in is either them or Atlanta. Because the Saints, to me, I picked them at the beginning of the year, are the best team in a bad division. But it's not by as much as I hoped. And I know you're a Jameis guy. I'm not. I don't know what Derek Carr's health is really going to be like. Derek Carr isn't exactly the epitome of consistency anyway. But do either of those two teams get that four spot that they shouldn't get because they win a division?
2: Uh, if you're picking one of them, it could certainly be.
0: You sure it's not Atlanta going back to Ritter?
2: I, I am 100% yeah. sure it's not. I, I Ritter, Ritter is in a situation where his offensive coordinator isn't helping him and he's failing him, actually. Um, but... Could Baker pull it off? That's kind of Baker's M.O. Put him in a spot where he can do something. Cleveland found out when he was able to do something when he was a kid. Uh, and so could Tampa do something? Sure. But you're right. I like Jameis more than you do because all of a sudden his receivers are catching footballs.
0: So you said in the AFC you think the Bills are in. As of right I now, do. they're not. So who disappears? You either got to get rid of Pittsburgh, Houston, or Cleveland.
2: Well, I Cleveland's in. Um, Pittsburgh to me is... I mean, Mike Tomlin. They're doing it with it, smoke and mirrors, but yes. that
0: smoke and mirrors is named Mike Tomlin. He's done it for years. Correct.
2: I don't think they're going to disappear, but I don't think 500 is going to get him in. I, I think they will be eight and seven or what is it? Nine and seven or nine and many eight football games we have now. Right now. I think there are nine and eight football team because I don't think they're going to be under 500, but I think Buffalo is going to be considerably better than that. So, Well,
0: here's why I disagree. Here's Buffalo's upcoming schedule. They play the Eagles tomorrow, probably an L. In uh, Philly, do you think in Philly? Yes, they are on a buy after that. Hope they get healthy as can be because yep. you got to prepare for this at the Chiefs at home against Dallas. You just said nobody Ooh. wants to play them at the Chargers. They probably win versus the Patriots. That's probably a buy. Then they close at the Dolphins. Maybe they get lucky and the Dolphins don't need it.
2: I think they beat Philly. I really wow. do. Um, but you're right. I didn't realize they had Dallas left on the schedule. That doesn't help. Right. And then Miami is just a track meet. You remember we said that uh, we, Jefferson, we love. There's only one wide receiver in the NFL that nobody can cover. Tyreek. And he
0: plays for Baltimore. Or sorry, he plays, where did that come from? He plays for Miami. He does. That part is correct. Yeah. One thing we didn't touch at all, because we'll let Vency do a lot of it, we just kind of brushed aside the Vikings. Are we actually in the camp that, yeah, they're going to make the playoffs? No. Um,
2: I'm, I'm very hopeful. And if they if their defense continues to play, they will. But, um, gosh, JJ's coming back. That's got to help, too.
0: December is going to tell us a lot. Of course, they got to win their final game in November, Monday night at home, against a very, very poor Bears team beatable team that yeah. has given the Vikings a lot of trouble over the years. How much trouble is in store for us Monday? Vincy Glenn tells us. Stick around. One more segment. We'll be right back. We can go where we want to as well. Where we want to go is Proctor this afternoon. Two o'clock puck drop. The Rails and Rochester Lourdes. It'll be myself, Brian Prudhomme, and Dave Cook, and John Carlson, alongside me as well.
2: Yeah, the JV is going off in about ten minutes.
0: Absolutely, final segment of the Northland Sports Page. We'll bring our varsity to this one. It's one of our favorites. Mister Vency Glenn is with us. Vency, good morning, sir. How are we doing?
3: I'm good. Pal. How you guys doing?
0: Doing well. Doing well. I was a little bit nervous with the Bears on the schedule, no matter how good or bad they might be. What do you expect to see Monday night? The stadium will be rocking, but Justin Field is a different wrinkle.
3: The Bears are learning how to win. Uh, right. they're, they're kind of finding their identity right now. And the Vikings are trying to find their identity. You know, different different quarterback, a lot of injuries, different players. And, and now it's the end of the season, and this is what everybody has to come together. It's going to be a good divisional game. Uh, who's going to win? I don't know. That's, that's a good call.
0: I was going to say, I know you don't do scores. So for uh, one uh, week, uh, at least I won't ask. Okay. I know your favorite Viking Bear, Metrodome Memory with Todd Scott, I assume, in the Jim Harbaugh audible that got him in a lot of trouble. But I wanted to ask you something about last week's game because last week planted that seed of doubt for Vikings fans because everything had been turning up roses with Josh Dobbs and company. Last Sunday night didn't. But the one thing that beat them was something you can't teach. The secondary got beat because they're too short. How do you make up for height on a jump ball like that?
3: Get some taller corners. <laughs> That's that just it. Fact, I mean, the, the coverage
0: wasn't terrible, but he's five foot ten. What do you do? Yeah.
3: Um, man, it's football, man. It's just football. It's a game of inches. A first down is a game of inches. It's getting across the goal line. Uh, so they'll tell you football is a game of inches. And it's just one of those situations where you got to be alert to what's – actually, to me, if you ask me, I don't think it was a very smart throw.
0: (laughs) I didn't either, yet it turns out to be the game winner. I just thought that
3: both the DBs were just not playing the ball. And if you watch Russell Wilson, he'll tell you where he's throwing every time. He'll tell you. 90% of the quarterbacks in the NFL will tell you where they're going with the ball. It's just how they play, especially Russell Wilson. And not to have that kind of jump on a ball that's kind of floated to the back corner of the end zone to give you an opportunity to make a play on it. Uh, you know, got to make a better play next time. That's all.
0: I agree. That was disappointing. I want to talk about another play, the start of the game versus the end. So the interesting third and short call where Josh Dobbs takes a pitch from TJ Hawkinson, Dobbs fumbles, takes a spear basically from the helmet and Kareem Jackson gets suspended, but there was no flag on the play. Now, you and I have talked repeatedly about how the game has changed and the physicality is different. As a former safety, does that suspension bother you, or is it just, hey, the game is different, that's just how it is?
3: Uh, You know, Jackson has a history of doing things you're not supposed to do. He sure does. You know, I'll I'll, I'll give him an X on that, you know, because that's that's not smart football. But at the same time, it's just football is a bam-bam play. And if you're an aggressive defensive player, which you're supposed to be in the NFL, uh, it, it can get you in bad situations because these guys use the offensive rules to their advantage. Like a quarterback will wait to the very last second to slide, to and you already made your decision. You're going to tackle it, you know, and then you'll get a 15 yarder, you know, and, and they know that. And then the next time you sit there and kind of hesitate, you know, he runs you over, jumps over you, and <laughs> does something. So now you're trying to guess when this guy's going to play possibly when he's not. So the rules have definitely changed the game. I think there's a lot of, as Tom Brady said, there's a lot of mediocrity in football that people don't talk about. Correct.
0: You have yeah. forever, though.
3: Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it's the NFL and it's, it's fan ball. And they make the rules according to how the fans can see their guys on the field. Let's think about this, guys, real quick. If you had the old rules in today's game, none of these guys would be playing. Right. No, I think that's a valid if point. A lot of these quarterbacks would have been out week two. Yeah. Man, you have an L, guys like Lawrence Taylor, Bruce, man, all kind of guys coming at you, busting you up every play, even when you throw the ball and get rid of it. These guys. So it's an advantage to offenses now, and you just got to have know how to take advantage of those those. Those little situations. But getting back to the Dobbs play, where he fumbled and then pitching with TJ, they never ran those kind of plays. No doubt. Cousins, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now you're getting all creative and cute because you think you're on the roll and you got a <laughs> mobile quarterback and you can just do all this titty-titty stuff. When well, it's just get back to basic football. Get three yards on first down. Get yeah. four yards and then let's go play.
0: I agree with you because I was so hung up on what a dumb call that I forgot about the tackle should have been a penalty as many people were upset about. You know, Vency kind of reminded me of when we talked to Bird Blylevin about baseball and he says, you know, all the advantages. The NFL's going the same way.
2: Well, I'm I'm going to say I hopefully say something that'll make Vency laugh. Uh how in the world would these co- or quarterbacks and wide receivers play against Lester Hayes? Right? Lester would uh the old Oakland uh cornerback would cause significant issues with uh offenses today, huh?
3: they will probably be writing letters to the Supreme Court to see if we can get the rules changed. <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah. it's just a different game. These receivers complain now. Can you imagine if you had Lester Hayes, Mike Haynes, and guys like that just yeah. all over you all the time, man, and just didn't let you breathe, and you can't get open? Now you're frustrated. And these guys, they want calls. They want to be able to just run up and down the, the field and catch a 100 some balls. But then when they get beat up and hurt and things, now they want to take four or five games to come back or I'll come back when I'm ready. <laughs> or when I can play against somebody Absolutely. No doubt.
0: No doubt. We talk about Kareem Jackson, Steve Atwater wouldn't be able to keep a job. The way he hit Ronnie Lott would be non-existent. Yeah. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> hey, hey. And Vincey Glenn would have been in trouble too. There you yes, go. There you go. God love him. So, <laughs> Vincey, you were talking
2: about quarterback play and how it, how Brady said it's mediocre. As a defensive player, as a safety at what point did you start to think, okay, I got to worry about this quarterback because he seems to be getting it, like the young kid from um, Carolina or the kid from Chicago or Ritter in Atlanta? I mean, these guys aren't don't seem to be taking steps. At what point in the defensive room are you saying, all right, so this kid's finally getting it? How how do you measure it? Well, I, okay.
3: I judge people by their football IQ. I don't I don't look at athletic ability. Okay, I look at their IQ. You know, their pre-snap read, can a quarterback, does he make his decisions before, or does he try to wait till the play's develop? And a lot of these quarterbacks, they just don't understand pre-snap read. The reason why Tom Brady got the ball out in 2.3 seconds, because he knew what the defense was going to do. He knew what defense they were in. He knew where he wanted to go to ball. These guys wait till the play starts into develop, development mm. to get rid of the ball. Kirk Cousins, too. And that's why a lot of them that hold a ball or can't get rid of it in three seconds, they start running around, they get sacked, the offense doesn't move fluidly because it's a tiny Offenses are a tiny thing. Defense is there to disrupt your timing on routes and stuff. So as the defensive schematics, and you understand where they're going with the ball, you disrupt that. Now they're in trouble. And these quarterbacks are not as smart. Yeah, they might can throw the ball. But if you don't understand defenses and these great defensive coordinators in the league that's been around for 30, 35, 40 years, then you're going to be in trouble and you're going to struggle.
0: That's what Brian Flores, for the most part, has been doing to teams recently. The Vikings defensively have improved by leaps and bounds, probably deserved better last Sunday at Denver. They allowed one touchdown and happened to win the game. I know you want to talk specifically about Brian Flores.
2: I did. This is, Vincy. this is the one that I've been waiting for. All right, so... Brian Flores, I think what I've heard, uh, you know, in other places and read, it sounds like uh, the Wilfs are willing to pay Flores whatever it takes to keep him. But here's a question for you. There's a lot of mediocre teams that are going to need new co- new head coaches. Is there a situation where a coordinator uh, in a good spot making good money would ever turn down the opportunity to be a head coach, regardless no. of the
3: team? No. He's going to take that job. Yeah. That's on the resume. That's what you want to be as a head coach. You want to start as a coordinator, position coach, or uh, stats guy and, and work your way up to, to, to be Here's the reason why a lot of these teams aren't winning when they got a lot of these young coaches in the uh, NFL. They can't lead men. If you can't relate to young guys, if you can't re- relate to guys that come from adverse and different backgrounds as you – and know how to motivate 60 guys, and then 20 coaches and 15 front office staff, you're not going to be successful. They have all these young coaches coming out here silly, and all these guys, and they're 34, 35 years old, and these dudes are 28, 29, and they're looking at them like, your locker room speech doesn't motivate me. Right? You don't make me motivated to come to practice and work hard. You're a nice guy. You're good. You might you might know offense. You might know defense. But can you motivate sixty grown men and all of them with different egos and personalities and testosterone issues? And that's the big thing. And that's why you see guys like I mean, teams like uh, Detroit Lions are starting to come up. Uh, Tomlin, Houston Texans. They got young coaches. Tomlin. They got coaches that know how to relate and deal with these players as young men. And as men, Vince, you are the answer.
0: best. I will tell you this: you just motivated us. I'd play for you. I'd run through a wall for you. Twenty-five. We appreciate it. Let's do it again next week.
3: You got it, guys. You can be safe and have a great, great day. Thanks, you as Vinci. well.
0: That's our guy, Vincy Glenn. Talk about thankful. Incredibly thankful for him.
2: Uh, absolutely, and and you know we talk about this all the time. Motivating people. Vincy's spot on. Great coaches motivate.
0: Absolutely. Great show. Thank you, Dave Cook. Thank you, Dave Hoops. Thank you, Ted Kieffitt. Thank you, Vincy Glenn. Everybody was a blast. Have a good weekend. Go support small businesses. Small Business Saturday. We'll talk to you high school hockey in just a couple hours. See ya.